You are listening to episode 151 of Shades Midweek. If you're joining us for the first time, this is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. My name is John Mark Thoreau. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host Jonathan Haves, and we are bringing this to you from Three Stream Studio. And Jonathan, we have a special guest in the booth with us today. We do. We do. And we would normally wait... You know, we do all our normal shenanigans right, first. Right, right, Um And, and wait, because it's going to be a meet a member episode today. We're just going to go on and throw that out there. Right. But this this member is of such renown and has such a, uh, I don't know, how would you say it, well-developed sense of humor mm-hmm. that she must be brought into the conversation immediately. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Annabeth Reese is in the house. Hello. Oh, that is the applause right in my ears. Uh, we... You've been on the show multiple times. Oh my gosh, I have. That's right. But always via phone. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Yeah. Never actually here. Is is the mm-hmm. studio everything you dreamed it would be when you imagined it in your head? Honestly, I did have to remind myself that you guys record here at tr- <laughs> like it is a real thing. <laughs> Listeners, it's a real place. It is there are microphones involved. I'm wearing headphones. Just paint this picture for you. It's so legit. It's it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited not just to have you here because one we think you're pretty awesome two i'm excited to hear your story mm-hmm. uh but three is, is there something we should know about today in particular i don't know is there i am i wrong <laughs> or is today not your birthday that's right folks it's my 32nd birthday. Here's what's funny. John Mark and I didn't know this. Like, this this, uh, this interview's been scheduled for several weeks right now. Yeah. And this morning, I... I had no idea. I got up, and I don't, you know, use any social media except for, if it counts, the old person app that is Marco Polo. Um, which flex, is, bro. it's just individual, it's just individual messaging anyway, but it does tell you when it's people's birthday. And it told me that it was your birthday today. And I was like, is she seriously spending her birthday with us? I know. I have nothing Midway? better to do. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have any special plans? No big plans. No big plans. You know, it's just a Wednesday. I I did make 40 preschoolers and their families dance to the radio edit version of Whoop, There It Is this morning <laughs> okay. in story time. So that, I mean, if you ever get a chance to see that in person, it's just, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Worth a trip to your library on a Wednesday. But yeah, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. For those who don't know, Anna Beth is a librarian at our yeah. local Hoover Library. That is what I the do. The Jefferson County Library System. I right. actually just got an email that my library card's uh expiring i'm gonna need some oh no i can do something about that i am (laughs) i am the godfather or the godmother of jefferson county library system this is true the very first time Mm -hmm. i ever texted annabeth uh (laughs) about the fact that i had like a library fee she texted me back with quotes from the godfather lord (laughs) in her power yeah monday tuesday oh there was something about uh thursday wednesday uh take the cannoli uh uh Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Which, yeah. I mean, come on. Now, that should be on someone's tombstone because cannolis are delicious. Oh, but we're excited to have you here. We're going to talk a lot, I uh, imagine, about the library, at least here at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but we need to 
we we want this episode to primarily be your story, so we need to hurry along with our usual shenanigans. So, John Mark, I'm curious as to what you got for an album. JM's album of the week. Hope you guys like French electronic music. I feel like I'm about to start an episode of Stranger Things. Yeah, kind of Depeche Moe. Am I way off? It's not Depeche Mode, but yes, there's a, definitely a vibe. Uh, there's this band called M83. They've been around for several years, and they've done soundtracks. The Oblivion soundtrack. They, they did the Oblivion soundtrack. It's so good. Very good. And they have a new record coming out. This is why you make a better co-host than me. I've I, never heard of this, and you're like, honestly, not only have you heard of them, you know the soundtrack of the movie they've I know. done. And the Oblivion soundtrack's really good, though. So Yeah. Uh, so they have a new record coming out later this month, and they put chapter one of the record out. It's called Fantasy Chapter One. It's an EP. This is a track off that al- album called Oceans Niagara. Literally all they say the whole time is Beyond Adventure. Those are all the lyrics. Get behind and, that. Uh, but they kind of have a wall of sound. So if, you, if you're familiar with their work, they've done soundtracks before. They have a huge wall of sound. They love old synthesizers, analog synthesizers, which is probably why it reminds you of Stranger Things because it has that right, 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 that yeah, texture yeah, yeah. to sure. it. And uh, usually, vocals are pretty rever- reverbed out. And I don't know. They they have a cool sound. I've I've been following them for many years. They have uh, a lot of great songs. There's actually this, so if you don't know who they are, I wonder if you've heard this song before, Chavo. This is probably their most well-known song. Come on. Have you ever heard this anything, song? Anything? Yes, and this also feels like Stranger Things. <laughs> so this is an older song called Midnight City yeah. from a 2011 album. I, I feel like the, the drums from Running Up That Hill are about to start. Yeah. I mean, there they are. God, this was M83. Yep. M83, I love them. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you think about them. If you're not into them, you maybe you hate them. Maybe uh, you enjoy the Oblivion soundtrack. I've never seen that movie. So. What? Yeah, I own it. Oh I've never seen it. It's of course you own it. Of course I've never you own seen it. You sound like my dad with unopened DVDs. You see his DVDs, right? <clears throat> yeah, uh, listener, there are tons of DVDs in here. Blu-rays. Wow. I have that one on Blu-ray, I think. He might rival the library. Honestly, you're, I mean, maybe I should maybe source, quadruple that. And that, maybe but, you could outsource me for the <laughs> library rentals. I'll take a oh little fee. Speaking of the library, I just the library's learned for free, that, though. So I, know, mm-hmm. I just learned that y'all have switch games that you can check out. Many, many switch games. That's yeah. cool. Isn't that yeah. awesome? David Reese recently just got a switch for Christmas from himself. And uh, he's been switching I, it up. I got up, myself so. the same thing. I mean, I got my kids a switch. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moses has a switch. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's awesome. All right. Well, cool. Annabeth, have you yeah. listened uh, to an episode of Shades Midweek since we killed Bradford's book club? You know, I have not. Sadly. So you don't know what's about to happen. I've been going through the backlog, yeah. There's a new segment. It's been going for a couple of weeks now, and that segment is called Happening in the Ham. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another segment of Happening in the Ham, where we encourage you to get out and experience the culture of Birmingham, Alabama. That's right. And today I've got a special edition of Happening in the Ham because 
We have a local librarian in the booth, and you don't even know. You don't even know the amount of culture that our libraries bring to our city. Preach it, preacher. I'm talking outside of the books, people. Outside of the books. So I'm going to tell you, uh, the Hoover Library is the library that my family goes to the most, Mm -hmm. and it's the library that is represented in the house right now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to tell you about four things. Which doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. If you go look at the events page for the Hoover Library, it's going to take you like 30 minutes just to scroll through what's going on in the month of March. But here are all things happening in the month of March. Go for it. Uh, Number one, on Sunday, March the 12th, that's this Sunday, Mm -hmm. from 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., there will be a live on the plaza, which, where is the plaza? The plaza is where the cafe is located in the library. It okay. is uh, between the uh, uh, teen and adult fiction section. Yes, so live on the plaza is Sean Gaskell, which you may not know who Sean Gaskell is. I didn't, but he is a kora player, and you may mm-hmm. not know what a kora is, but this is a West African instrument. Mm-hmm. Think of it as almost like a really ridiculous cool harp. Go look up a YouTube video. It's insane. It looks kind of like a harp and a banjo had a baby. Right, right. Yeah, it's but very it's like big. it's it's like a harp in that it's like fixed strings. It's not a fretted instrument, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's pretty insane and pretty unique in the sound. I really want to go. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the first one. Second one is also something that you can listen to, and that is two showings, March sixteenth and March seventeenth, both showing seven thirty to nine p.m. The Kingdom Choir which is a renowned gospel choir, is coming to the Hoover Public Library in the Library Theater. Go look up a YouTube video. They are fantastic. And I really want to go see that also. So that's a Thursday and a Friday night. Sweet. You didn't even know that was happening, Honestly, did you? I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big library. I was just like, oh, that sounds fun. Um, and then <laughs> I didn't know the the library like actually screens like pretty good, new movies. Good movies, yeah. Good movies that you can go see uh-huh. for free. Full frizzle. And we have snacks. Like so full size candy. So and for popcorn. instance, uh they playing up, cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh where the crawl dads sing okay. is being yeah. is that being shown yep. on yep. March the twentieth. Uh that's a movie I missed in theaters. Would like to go see. So when y'all show that's in the library theater. So like it's mm-hmm. it's a pretty large screen. Yeah, two hundred and fifty seats. So it's like it, as close as you can get outside of a regular movie theater. Do you have to reserve like your spot for that, or how does no, that work? You just roll up. Okay. Yep. Free Ash- Ashley read monthly that book. screenings yeah. of popular films, what they say. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah. And then the last thing, which unfortunately, this is labeled as for the age group of teens. Every, everything mm. that I've listed so far is like either like adults or family events or whatever. Yeah. But this is just for teens. But it's still really cool. Friday, March the 31st, from 3 to 4.30 p.m., uh, they have an afternoon of open gaming. Yeah, ma'am. So it's just a come hang out and play Switch games. Exactly. We have one of those. And you can, anytime a teen is in the library, uh, you can just go over to the teen section and we have the Switch already set up and you just play whenever you want. Oh, that's cool. Would I I get kicked off? Uh, You would, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not allowed. Too much facial hair for a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) I I fear that even if I shaved, I wouldn't pass. No. (laughs) Not by a long shot. No. Ladies and gentlemen. That's just a little sample of the wide variety of types of things going on at your local libraries. So seriously, check it out. I mean, from video games to movies to concerts and instruments, there's also all sorts of classes Mm -hmm. and there's painting and clubs and 
it's just and cocktail it's, programs. There you go. It's, it's fun. nuts. And there's stuff for all age groups too. So adults, there's stuff for your kids. It's it's so what what was the thing that you mentioned that you did this morning where you made everybody dance? To oh, it? uh, it's it called is. Story Sprouts. It's my preschool story time at nine thirty and ten thirty on Wednesdays. So there you go. And you just roll up to that too. There you go. Are you always mm-hmm. the one doing that story time? I am always the one doing the story time. So pretty much a guaranteed me. <laughs> that's that's awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's a small taste of what's happening in the ham. Now, before we proceed to our interview, we would be remiss to have a professional librarian in the booth mm. and not add in a segment. Yep. And we asked, we asked Annabeth what she wanted this segment to be entitled. And she said that we should call it uh, AB's Better Than Bradford's Book Club. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, here's AB's Better Than Bradford's Book Club. Here we go. How did you know that this was the song? Just speaks to me. Hey, there's a lot of people that like Harry Styles. I am and one of people them. think that I that I'm not on the pulse of pop music, Jonathan. Uh, no. If you listen to some recent episodes, you know this is a really sore spot for Chun Mark. Almost, I'd say four out of the five top Spotify things was all Harry Styles for me. It was not embarrassing in the least. Oh, it's too good. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do is, uh, and first of all, book recommendations are, are tricky. It's kind of like a scientific method because some you sometimes you just got to try. Try it out, and if somebody's like, I hated that book, there's so many more fish in the sea. So, But for me today, uh, I'm going to give a recommendation for history buffs, for the detectives, for the fantasy folks, for the romance lovers, and for the families. So, okay, so for the history buffs, something that I read recently, and I actually listened to it, it was exceptional. It's called The Escape Artist, The Man Who Broke Out of Auschwitz to Warn the World, and that's by Jonathan Friedland. Um, So this book is about um, a guy named named Rudolf Verba, um, and he was only 19 years old when he... um, was sent to a concentration camp, and he was sent to Auschwitz in particular, and he was one of the, um, he was the first Jew to ever break out of Auschwitz, and he was only one of four to ever do so, and so um, while he was there, uh, he just realized that these, you know, these people were being um, shipped into these camps, and they had no idea that they were about to be killed, like they had no idea, and because, um, well, first of all, if you think that you are properly um, horrified by the Holocaust, just buckle up because mm-hmm. it gets even worse. Um, but there's just a whole new facet to the story of like the business of Auschwitz, which mm-hmm. was incredible, like how they were able to financially um, gain from the like selling the Jews belongings because they were really believed that they were being just relocated. So wow. they had their possessions, they had jewelry, they had, you know, and the Nazis just sold it and profited from it. So anyway, it was all of that. Um, but he saw again and again uh, through the intake process that these people really had no idea what they were in for. Um, and so it was his goal to escape and to let these um, particular, I think it was these Polish Jews that he knew were coming in for a shipment, to let them know that, like, they had to fight back. They had to try everything they could, too. And you said um, the audiobook is good? Audiobook's so good. The good I, thing about I this book. I am trying to get into audiobooks. This is so a I'm, great I'm one. On the hunt. This is a great one. It's very listenable. And it, um, and honestly, so it's a narrative nonfiction, so it's not boring at all. Um, and it honestly listens, it sounds like a thriller. So, super good. Um, 
highly recommend it. Okay, for the detectives, um, there is a series called um, Lady Sherlock series by Sherry Thomas. The first book is called A Study in Scarlet Women. It is a gender-swapped Sherlock Holmes. Sorry, so it is Charlotte Holmes. Didn't didn't yeah. they do that with uh, that show? I never saw it. The Elementary wasn't that a female yeah. Sherlock Holmes? Um, no, that was actually still a dude. Oh, but um, but more modern day. I don't know if he was. I guess he was Holmes technically, but Lucy Liu was in that one. Um, what character did she play? That's what I'm I, thinking. Got to be the Watson. Watson okay. character. Okay. Yeah. So That's in this one is Charlotte that. Holmes, and then the Watson is actually this widow. Um, this funny little. Um, she's a, a former actress. She's her, like, benefactor. And so it's just really interesting. Very um, intelligent. What did you say the name of this one was? So title? it's called um, A Study in Scarlet Women. It's by Sherry Thomas. It's very good. It's it's the quick wit that you would expect from a Sherlock Holmes story. But it's told from a lady's point of view. And I just thought it was well done. And there's, like, five books in that series now. So <clears throat> also I me, I watched the, uh, at least the first one. I think there's a second one out now. Mm-hmm. The Enola Holmes. Okay, oh, yeah. yes. I saw yes. the first one. I've read the yep. book. I, uh... Uh, don't love Millie Bobby Brown, but <gasps> I do love I do love Henry Cavill. So back on board. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he those are pretty good though. They're very fun. They're very fun for a wide range of ages. Okay, so for for the fantasy folks, um, I would recommend a uh, first book in the series called A Darker Shade of Magic by V. E. Schwab. Um, I would picture this if it was made into a movie, it would be an A twenty four movie. So just take that for what you oh, will. Oh yeah, you know, just a, a just a poster just a little weird, office. but like really yeah. into it. Yeah. Uh, very like the ambiance is there. But basically, mm-hmm. um, this is about a guy named Kel, and he is this rare type of magician that can travel between parallel Londons. So there's a red London, uh, gray London, white London, and then there used to be. Dum dum dum, a black London. Um, so he can literally, he has this like magic coat that he can like turn inside out, and like that's how he. Tra- anyway, it's really good. And then he eventually comes into contact with a girl named Delilah, um, who's kind of like, she's kind of like a pirate. I don't know. She just gives me pirate vibes. Um, but the one thing that he does, he's an ambassador for Red London, and he like goes on these, you know, trips for them. But really, he's a smuggler, and so he's bringing mar- magical artifacts from like one London to the next, which is like highly illegal. Um, Anyway, it's good. Magic goes awry. Highly recommend A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. She also is a great author for fantasy stuff, so get on board. Okay, for the romance lovers, there's a book that I've read multiple times, and it is just a real delight. Every time I finish it, I just feel like I'm floating. Love it. It's called Attachments by Rainbow Rowell, and it's just got this clever little setting. It's about this guy named Lincoln. He works in cybersecurity, and the year is 1999, and he works tech at this um, newspaper, and everybody's freaking out about Y2K, thinking, like, the world's going to end, and technology's going to shut down, and da-da-da. So his job is to literally just read employees' emails to make sure that they're, like, not getting into any funny business, because also email at work is a new thing. Um, And he ends up Becoming obsessed. Some of us live through this era. I know, right? <laughs> Becoming obsessed with the email correspondence between Beth and Jennifer, and they talk nothing work-related on work emails. So he just kind of like learns about the, about their lives and all that, and he begins to fall in love with Beth. I was about to say this sounds, but really they have not met. Beth. I know it sounds really <laughs> creepy. Yeah, it could have gone in a different angle, but he's really nice. Um, and so, but anyway, yeah, um, you know, just feelings but also sweet feelings it's really good um and i just you just fly through it so really good 
All right, for the families, this book is maybe a read aloud for families, or if you have a kid who's like late third to like sixth grade, great recommendation. It's called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles is the first book. And Thomas Lennon, who's an actor, wrote this book. He And if you don't know him, he is probably most famous for being one of the police officers that wore the teeny tiny shorts on Reno 911. Oh, yeah. Remember that dude? <laughs> yeah. So he's written children's books now as people tend to gravitate towards that later in their careers. Hilarious. Yeah. Did you see him in the new Weird Al Yankovic movie? I have not seen that movie. He plays yeah. a very weird role. And that movie, you just kind of endure that movie. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I did endure it. But anyway, he plays a funny he's little funny. role in that. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this book is about, uh, it's really a series. I think there's three of them now, but it's about a um, kid named Ronan Boyle, obviously. He's 14 years old, and he is a new recruit in this secret um, Irish police force for magical beings. Um, so basically, he's, like, keeping, like, rowdy leprechauns, like, under wraps. Um, his Both of his parents are in jail. They're both academics, but, um, like, in the course of them being in jail, he finds out that, like, both of his parents have joined, like, uh, jail gangs. Anyway, it, I cannot tell you how funny these books are. Like, for example, uh, his parents both wanted to name him, and they had a boy name and a girl name checked out uh, or um, picked out. And uh, library, it's intrusive thoughts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they both had a boy and a girl name picked out, so they just named him both. So his name is Ronan Janet Boyle. <laughs> and honestly, I listen to these books, y'all. If you can listen to them and not read them, it's really worth it. Um, they're just so funny, and the author narrates it. And there's, like, all these musical cues. And in the second book, they, like, go to a unicorn retirement community where all the, communi- where all the unicorns are, like, smoking cigarettes and, like, it, just so super grumpy. It is really great. It. It's really great. Okay, and then I will say, in terms of picture books um, for your tiniest ones, there is a author. Her name is Corey Doerfield. I think I think it's girl. I didn't actually check. Um, and it's called Beneath. You guys, this is the same author that wrote a book called um, The Rabbit Listened, which I think is one of the most perfect picture books ever written for many reasons. But it's so good. And this book is um, just as good, and it's just called Beneath by Corey Doerfield. It's just about, like, relating to people when they're feeling down. So good. So good. So those are some some um, recommendations from me. Ladies and gentlemen. That was Thank so you. much better than Bradford's Book Club. So oh, my word. More thorough. More options. She wasn't mm. reading off the back of books. It was all no. from, she actually she read, read all of them. She read them. I know I've read them. Yeah. My word. I know. That's, that was that was fantastic. That Thank is you. how it's done. Thank you. Well, Annabeth. Yes, yes. The reason we've asked you here today mm-hmm. is because it's time to officially meet a member. It's time. Just drive around jamming out to this, right? That's really good. Oh. Well, Annabeth Reese, we need to get to know. The the woman, the myth, the legend. That's right. That is you. So take us all the way back, as far back as you would like to go. And just start us out. Tell us a little bit about you growing up. Yeah. And what, what life was like growing up for you and what you were like. What was young Annabeth Reese like? She wasn't Annabeth Reese. She was not. She not she was uh, Annabeth Sawyer. Sawyer. I know. I s- the other day, I actually started to write Sawyer on something. I've been married nine years, by the way, um, this year. So I don't know why I accidentally used my maiden name. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, so I was uh, – I grew up uh, in a place called New Brockton 
Alabama, and most people they're like, "Oh yeah, I've heard New Brockton." It doesn't they're lying. sound like it should be in Alabama. No, that sounds like New England, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, it's the opposite like of that. Or yeah, something. could not it's be not farther than Commencement. <laughs> yeah. Okay, New Brockton. It is not. Yeah, New Brockton. Um, it it was always this very small town. When I lived there, I think there was less than a thousand people. Oh, now wow. I think they've bumped up a bit, which is good. But it's really close to Enterprise and Dothan, um, so it's about two and a half hours away. Um, yeah, so my mom is from Rochester, New York. She was a very um, uh, standard uh, Catholic family. Uh, she was one of 11. And so she... Where, where does some, she fall in that lineup? She is number eight. Wow. So she was one of the little kids. Yeah. There was big kids and little kids. So she was one of the little kids. Um, and yeah, so she, through miraculous ways, uh, found her way to New Brockton, Alabama, working at a bank. Met my dad, who... Grew up in New Brockton his whole life, and so much so that the house I grew up in, my, in my room, in my parents' house, was where my grandfather was born, which is a fact that I'm very glad I did not find out about until I was, like, in my teens. <laughs> like, can you imagine? I mean, I was like, he what? Wicked a grandfather? Granted, did what? Like, born in my room. Um, so, because our house has always been in the family through... All the years, and, like, my grandparents were a sidewalk, like, there was literally a sidewalk connecting our houses that we put in, and, um, yeah, so we were very, very tight with them. Uh, My house was in front of the cemetery of town, so right in my backyard, (laughs) there was a horse pen where a horse or two would graze, and then right behind the horses was uh, the town dead. I love it. Yeah. I, I used to did joke. You, how, I, how did you How did you feel about it? Because people go very different ways on, yeah. on cemeteries. So like, honestly, it was never creepy. It was never creepy. It was never creepy. Um, if I had been into like walking tracks and stuff back then, it's a great place to walk. If we had, you know, it was so. I used to joke and be like, "Do you want to go meet my grandparents?" You know, my great grandparents, whatever. So Morbid it, sense of I humor. Know, even I know. Then. You just had to lean into it. But yeah, it never really was weird for us. Um, yeah, because every I mean, when you live in such a small town, it's like everything just is right there. Yeah. Um, not a ton of businesses. Uh, my one family, school system. One school system. Yeah, very teeny. My mom was an elementary school teacher at my elementary school, um, and she befriended like all my teachers. So from like kindergarten to even now, when I go home, like there is a former teacher of mine there. Um, I remember my mom would uh, like I'd come home in high school, and my mom was. Uh, almost to retirement and like the PE coach from the elementary school and my mom would be like mixing a dirty martini or something oh. at like 4 30 and I was like hey coach quiz what's up you know just like <laughs> <laughs> it just was totally normal to have uh faculty in my house at all times um uh, made getting away with things extremely hard so I didn't even try um did you have siblings yeah oh yeah I had two older brothers they are <laughs> oh yeah they are awesome yeah <laughs> They're the best folks. Um, yeah, Joseph uh, is my oldest brother, and John is just below him. Um, yeah, so they were great. I was a v- I'm the babiest of baby sisters, like the most annoying, <laughs> the you know the cutest little thing. You know, just never got in trouble. Whereas you know, um, which is not the case, but they would probably say it is the case. But they, uh, my big brothers, are the best. Um, 
big Marine family. We're big Marine Corps folks. My dad um, I didn't know that. was a colonel in the Marine Corps, and he retired. And then now my oldest brother, Joseph, is in the Marine Corps. And it's weird wow. because John just recently has been uh, commissioned as an officer in the um, Air National Guard. So we have all these Air Force things now. And I'm like, oh, I guess you better get me a T-shirt or <laughs> something. I don't know. I mean, because, like, my car, my, like, David and I's cars both have, like, Marine Corps things. Like, we are all... Marine Corps out. Um, well, so there's big a base family. not too far, right? Isn't Fort Rucker? Fort Rucker, uh, yeah. So that was that was um, it's mostly uh, Army aviation. Is that Army? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So my dad was never stationed there, but we, you better believe, we frequented that PX. Right. Okay. Love a PX. My dad still to this day, if we're on the road and there is like, if it's less than an hour away from our route, we're going to the PX and the nearest military thing. And it's so funny because now my brother John is like I mean, just like that. I mean, not me because yeah. I know. Yeah. But, but for all the Jonathan non-military, knows. I know, uh, I know. Knows. But for I, all the no- I know. But for all the non-military families I, yeah, out yeah, there, yeah, I know. What is PX? PX? What I don't actually know. Uh, it's basically like um like a market type thing for military bases and uh, should be tax free. So yeah, like of, of you course. could you could get a duty camera. Free. Okay. Duty yeah, yeah, duty free. You could get a camera and you could get a pack of socks. You could get cosmetics and you could get a laptop. It's it's a government wolf. Exactly. Walmart. And then there's like probably a Sabaro pizza in there somewhere. There's like the the bar from Top Gun. Exactly. You know, yeah. Oh go gosh, there's frequent. one of those. Yeah. Right. Man, right. we used to go to the officers club for um, Sunday brunch, and later I would find out that my mom and dad would like go to karaoke nights out on base, <laughs> like before we were born, and like I just think yeah. You so there's the. Op- Sorry. On it, no, it's tr- it's yeah. true though. It's like. So, yeah, so there it is. But, yeah, so PX is just a place where uh, military people get their goods. Um, and so, yeah, just military family um, and very tight-knit community. Everybody knew way too much about each other. Sure. Um, but, yeah, just – and then was really involved. So <clears throat> for – when you live in such a small town, if you have any interest in playing a sport – then you're playing all the sports because we need enough people to make teams. Like, right. like um, tryouts were strictly formalities. Everybody was making the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's on. Yeah. I mean, and I'm a testament to that because you, you I never got cut. Never got cut. You know, well, when somebody is is as flex inflexible as I am, is a cheerleading captain. Like you, just, the captain. The yeah, the cap. Yeah, I just I went by. Actually, I went by cap. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. You just, you kind of just do everything um, because you have to. And my dad was big on like team sports all year round, even though the softball scared me and I never wanted to play. <laughs> but I eventually talked about it that one. But yeah, just, we were all just super involved. Um, yeah, my dad's an attorney, still is, still practices, even though we're like, you sure you don't want to retire? Not this year. Okay. Um, <laughs> And my mom, yeah, is an elementary school teacher my whole life, and uh, she's also retired now. So, was he an attorney in the Marines? You know, yeah, yes, but he was already in the reserves by the time he. Because okay. both my parents are um, not older, so sorry, mom and dad, if you listen to this. Um, that, but my dad, um, you know, had lived a lot of life before he met my mom. He went to Vietnam. Um, all of that. So he, when he came back, he went and got his um, law degree at Cumberland over here at Sanford. Gotcha. And I just found out recently that my dad, while he got his law degree, also got his master's in history from UAB. And I was like, how did you do both at the same time? He was just like, I just didn't do anything else. And I was like, you're crazy, man. That You're crazy. Is, 
terrible to think about. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's got to be other cases, but I don't think I've ever heard of somebody being enrolled at two in different two colleges. different institutions at the same time. Yeah, that's the way he made it sound. I was just like, "You're crazy, man." So, like, he did that, and he practiced up here in Birmingham for several years before okay. he moved back to New Brockton and set up shop and enterprise, and just never left. So, there yeah, you go. I know there it's you go. wild. What was uh, what was religious life like church life like yeah yeah so I grew up Catholic so my mom uh coming from her um upbringing um really wanted the family to be raised Catholic and so we were my dad grew up Methodist um but just really kind of deferred a lot of the religious spiritual stuff to my mom um which was we just didn't know anything different so and there was only one Catholic church in Enterprise uh I think even the closest other one from that was like maybe Dothan so for my house, if we wanted to go to another Catholic church, it would take us 45 minutes. Wow. So, um, how far was enterprise? Uh, only like 10 minutes away. Okay. So not far. Um, but yeah, so we grew up Catholic and for me, you know, I just, we did all the motions my brothers and all were all infant baptized, um, did confirmation when that time come, uh, came and my mom and dad were married in the Catholic church, even though my dad never fully converted. Um, but he like went through the classes and he did just enough to make sure that they could get married in the right, Catholic church right, right. and all of that. So yeah, my parents, you know, they were very funny, you know, now it's like we make a big deal out of proposals and, uh, weddings and all of that. And, uh, they just decided to get married on a Friday and, you know, told my, my mom, I remember my mom tells the story where she's just like, Joe, you're going to, my dad's name is Joe. Um, Joe, you're going to have to be the one to tell your mom and dad. Like, I'm not going to tell them. And <laughs> so my dad, they were like sitting there reading the paper and like, whatever all four of them were together and my dad just put down his newspaper and said Kathy and I were thinking about getting married on Friday and my mom just looked at him like I'm gonna kill you (laughs) I'm gonna kill you um so yeah but yeah and and I love being Catholic you know um I think my faith growing up was so directly tied to the referent to the reverence that my mom showed Mm -hmm. she just it was so personal for her um and still is she um she just was a great example of like, you know, and everybody's like going to go through those years where they're like, mom, no, I don't want to go, you know, but I just think that I saw my mom live out her faith and I was like, I could do this. Even when there was times where I, I, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, um, you know, with, in terms of communion and all of that with the, you know, the incense and all, yeah, there's just a lot about Catholicism that, and my mom always describes it as, it's a lot of mysticism. Like you just have to believe that God is with you in those moments. You have to believe that, you know, and I was like, but the, it's literally not turning into water. You know, the it's still juice, you know, or whatever it is. Right. Um, but I just always had such a, um, a deep respect for my mom's faith that I feel like that kind of carried me through. Um, and I, and there are of course always moments where I just, the presence of the Lord was so evident. Mm. You know, it's real like a, uh, church camp feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, a, I had a lot of questions growing up, but I was just always like glad to be there, you know, glad, you know, glad to be there with my mom and doing, I think for us as her kids, it was just, we were doing this with and for our mom. Um, so I just really respected it. Yeah. So at, yeah. At what point in your journey did you feel like your faith became your own? Um, I would probably say college. Okay, um, well then put a pin in that. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll get to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In just a moment. But before we get to college, I have one more thing about childhood that I want to ask. Hit me. So, love of books and reading. What yeah. was that like, and then when and how did all that develop for you? Yeah, I just, 
I was very lucky that my parents never denied me books. Um, we were very fortunate growing up. And if I was like, Mom, Dad, I really want to read this. And, and we didn't have a public library in my, uh, in my town. Mm-hmm. Even in the Enterprise, it was just not really something that we thought to frequent. Um, didn't offer a whole lot to us at the time, that it, like it probably does now to Enterprise. But, um, but yeah, it, it was just, and my dad was always reading. He, like, anytime he was home, like, we saw him with a book in his hand. Uh, my mom read all the time. So we, we just came from a large uh, family of readers, and so that's what I did. And I was never, when I look back at being a kid, I'm like, what did I really like? You know, like, I feel like my husband can look back and say, oh, I love playing video games, or I love playing with this train set or whatever. And I just can't really remember. I never was into playing with dolls or whatever. And I was like, I had my books. And there was one era where I was really into um, metal detecting. like and that was I mean and that's I never got the metal detector I just always wanted one it's like you remember those commercials where they were advertising the metal detector and the guy at the end was like and you could find this too and he like held out this diamond ring obsessed I was like I mean, maybe that's why I love National Treasure. Like, later in life, I was just like, I need the treasure. One of my um, children recently asked for a metal detector. I think it's, it's a, a good a, kid's cool. gift. And, oh, it, like, Very it cool. stirred something in me because I was like, I, I have always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just nerdy enough. Jonathan's yeah. about to just go full on into metal detector. Full on yeah. metal I know how Jonathan no, is. I can't, I can't, I can't uh, get all the gear. I can't get that yet. I'm, 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 to read all the books about I'm currently it. focused on birding. You need a big sun hat. I'm currently, I'm, I'm focused on right. birding, so I'm researching binoculars right now. Get yourself some knocks. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> my friend's a big birding, and she's just she's like, got my knocks. My knocks. <laughs> I just I think that's it. great. But yeah, so that I went through my uh, uh, dug a lot of holes era. But otherwise, it was just me, the Disney Channel, and a big old stack of books. There you go. So that's Disney Channel when it was at its purest form. Yeah. Oh my word. Never forget. But yeah, so that was that. Well, tell us uh, how how you ended up at Samford. Yeah. So I knew my dad had uh, gone to law school there. Uh, and my aunt had gone there years before or years after he did. And, um, yeah, I, I applied to Auburn, Auburn. I almost went to Auburn. I just had no, like my family isn't, um, we don't have a big sports team. We don't have any like strong football ties and which feels very important in how you choose your school down here. Um, but so I almost, I liked Auburn enough. Uh, Alabama seemed too big, like even coming from such a small school, I knew I would get lost in Alabama. I just knew it would be, like, super overstimulating. So I applied, got in, but said no. Um, I applied to a couple – oh, my dad really wanted me to go, go to uh, Judson College, which is now no longer. Uh, it's uh, in Marion, Alabama. It's all all-girls school, so you just read between those lines. Um, <laughs> and my uh, – so I just didn't really feel called any place in particular, but I visited Sanford once, didn't even go on a tour – and I just was like, yep, that's the one, the most ex- expensive school that I got into. Let's take out those loans. <laughs> and so that's how, and, and it wasn't too far. You know, both of my brothers had gone really far away for school. And um, I just decided to stay, you know, around. Um, but I just liked Sanford. I liked the fact that it was small. Uh, I kind of forgot about the fact that it was Baptist until, like, I got there. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. How about that? Um but it was great. Uh, Sanford's great. Um, and I feel like at the time, and I, I feel like I can't speak for the culture of it now, but back, you know, uh, over 10 years ago, well over 10 years ago, it, it just, it felt like pretty inclusive to other faiths. Um, and I, and I liked that because I knew I wanted to continue to go to mass and things like that. So there was a Catholic student association 
we had math on campus bunch, which was cool. Um, and yeah, so I feel like I was still able to kind of connect there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it was cool cause I was able to experience lots of different other faiths, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I had gone to like other people's youth group growing up and stuff like that, which I, that's my Ashley connection there. Yeah. Ashley Darrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we brought, uh, I knew Ashley when I was like 13, 12 in enterprise. She was a youth, uh, leader at, uh, one of my friend's youth groups and, she knew so me at my right. most brace braces and <laughs> she knew me when I had braces. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> she, oh man. So that was when you were in, lucky her. in, in like uh seventh grade, sixth seventh grade, grade, something like that. And yeah. you didn't see her again until shades. Yeah. Yeah. So when she Te- moved out of her grandmother. Did she recognize you? She did. Uh, when she, let's see, she moved out of her grandmother's house. Did she live in Yeah. There? Right. Yeah. Right. She went to Troy Dothan. And so that's, that's what, because right. she had family in Enterprise. And so mm-hmm. maybe when you knew her, she was probably like, what, 18 or something like maybe that? Maybe a little Nin- bit older. Yeah. 19 No, no, you're right. Like she probably was that. Yeah. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, but she, she lived with her grandmother down there for, for several years through yeah. college. It's just wild. And but, then we reconnected here. But we... We ran into yes. you on our honeymoon out of the country. <laughs> we were at the same resort. It was a Let, let's get there. Let's okay, because okay, I want to okay, hear more okay. about okay. that. Okay, just a yeah, second. no, because it, it's a little bit of a tale. Oh my word! Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, t- talk about um, yeah. two two last things. Yeah. Before we do something special. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do these. You can take them whichever order you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of how your faith became your own yeah. while you were in college. And then meeting David. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, okay. So, you know, I was really exposed to the faith of my friends and, like, their backgrounds. It wasn't, you know, I was was happy to say that it wasn't just a ton of Baptist folks and that, like, there was a lot. Um, I was introduced to the mega church for the first time in my life. And the Baptist church right next to my Catholic church growing up uh, felt like the biggest buildings can get. Um, and I was like, oh yeah. And then you come and you're like, Brook Hills, whoa. It's like that. And if you have different campuses for your church, that's crazy town. So, (laughs) so I just, I had no idea that churches could be like that. Um, and so that was interesting. Um, but I think that I saw the Lord a time and time again through the relationships that I built and just, I mean, he really spoke to me through the friendships that I made, um, and, you know, I think this will probably speak to, I mean, almost everybody at some point in their life, but you feel super close to the Lord when you, um, in times of like great distress. So when I was a freshman in college, my dad got very sick very fast um, over Christmas break. He had like quadruple, and he had four different um, arteries, like 90 percent clot yeah I mean huge and so he had quadruple bypass surgery and then when he was coming out of anesthesia he threw a blood clot so he stroke and mm. and he still like is not 100 percent from that and that happened in 2009 um oh. and so that was just really a lot all at once and then at the same time his father um had a stroke of his own and passed away. So my dad was like in a wheelchair at his dad's funeral. It just was a lot for my family. And so we just had to lean heavily on the prayers of others. And that sucked in a way that like just being vulnerable and like not knowing what to do stinks. Um, but people really showed up for us. And I think that it was just like through the power of the Lord, like our family came through, we got closer. I've like my parents' marriage changed, like, or at least the way that my siblings and I saw them as a couple. Um, like just my mom lived out their marriage vows 
every day, like in really tangible ways, like sickness and in health. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just that was a kind of a turning point, I feel like, in my um, spiritual walk because it was just really hard. And we're, I mean, it's so lucky that my dad's here with us today because we there was weeks where we didn't think that was going to be possible. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And, and seeing my friends uh, in college and my friends from home, they just really su- ton, tons of support. Um, and, yeah, just like making a lot of mistakes and seeing that, like, God provided through those things, like, I don't know, you kind of, like, I mean, with everything, when you're, like, God's going to use this, God's going to use, like, looking back is such a gift to, to those moments, and in the moment, like, if something were to happen today, I would hope that somewhere in the, in the figuring things out, like, what we're going to do, it's, like, we're going to look back at this and show, it's, like, see how God showed up here, Mm -hmm. um, because he's done it so often, and Mm -hmm. for so long, um, and so, yeah, that was kind of just huge, just being exposed to a lot of different people coming from a different, um, you know, just a really small town. It was just, it was great to be exposed to a lot of things um, in college. And, yeah, David Reese, he's a cool guy. Um, and we were friends um, really all throughout college. Um, he was one of those guys that were, he was just strictly double name. He was David Reese, never called him David. His friends all called him Reese, but I didn't know that until we were already together. Um, but he was just David Reese. He was just that kind of guy. Um, and he will maybe object to this or (laughs) say that it's not, I asked him out first. There's always competitive narratives. Yeah. I mean, it never fails. Yeah. it, It just, and I did, I did. Well, the summer before, uh, we started dating. He, uh, I invited him to a party uh, at my sublet apartment in Birmingham. He came. We sparks were flying, you all. And what, you know what, what year was this? Like for, for uh, in in college? Like it was in college. It was sir. the summer of twenty twelve. No, twenty eleven. So what year is is that? Like we were. It was in between our junior and senior okay, years. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, between sophomore and junior year. Okay. That feels wrong and right. Um, but so he, like, sparks were flying. Our friends were looking at us like, that's going to happen. And we texted for a week, and he ghosted me. What? Stopped texting completely. Sometimes I'll just randomly bring it up to him and be like, hey, you remember that time? You just stopped texting your future what, what, wife. What was his reason for that? Honestly, he has no reason. He yeah. never can give me a reason. He, has he was just nothing like, nothing good to say. He just said he was an idiot. And I was like, okay. So so that was like, you know, like a little, we were dabbling in the love. And then um, <clears throat> we went to London as part of a cl- uh, class study abroad together. Right. So we just hung out there, had a, took a picture that like we 100% look like we're already married. Um, we're not indeed. And then the senior look, year. London is where uh, John. Uh, Kegley? Kegley, yeah. Um, yeah. See, I think it was the same program, honestly, like a Jan term. Or no, he studied the whole sem- semester, didn't he? Right. It's it's where he and Emma became a thing. See what I'm saying? Sparks are flying in the Daniel house. Um, bow wow, bulldogs. We, uh, <laughs> um, but then I asked him to an 80s prom party for uh, my sorority. And he came dressed, looking ridiculous. And yeah, we were kind of never to be parted from then. But I for sure had to ask him out first. That's yeah. No. So that was uh 2012. I got one follow up question. Yeah. What sorority? AD Pi. AD Pi. AD Pi. Yep. Those little diamonds are sparkling all over the room. It was. I love being a sorority, but I could never have done it anywhere else other than Stanford. 
how intense is that? It's crazy. Did you do step sing? I did do step sing. We Actually, definitely were. Yeah, th- those were those would have been the years that Holly and I were yes. frequenting step sing. I d- I d- helped direct the uh, the uh, when Eddie Pine did the Orphans show. Okay, that was um. I mean, I look I look back fondly on it. We you know we had some songs stolen out from underneath us that were <laughs> kind of crucial to the Annie Orphan Annie. Not, um, not pl- bitter at all. No, no. <laughs> I just you know I I yeah. There's just. We can it's work just in the past. It's in the past. Yeah, it's for me and my therapist <laughs> to, right. to deep dive into. <sighs> but yeah, so I um and we will David and I will be married nine years this year. Oh well, we're gonna That's we're wild. gonna get a little bit more information on that. Yeah. In just a moment, but first, yes. you know what's happening. It's time for the lightning round. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Been waiting on this. Lightning round. Here we go. We're gonna ask you a bunch of questions. We we aim for brevity. It doesn't always work out that way. God, I'll this do my best. This is where the hard hitting <clears throat> journalism begins. <laughs> How do you like your eggs? Um, over medium and cooked by David Reese because that man can cook a mean egg. How do you like your coffee? Uh, straight up black. What's your ideal breakfast? Um, eggs, uh, breakfast, uh, meat, uh, probably a bacon and a croissant. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where would you go? I've always really wanted to go to New Zealand. We just went through those Lord of the Rings movies again. I was about again, to say, I was about I was to say like, Middle Earth tour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I say Bora Bora as a close second. I really want a vacation in one of those little huts on the water. I don't think oh, they the exist until I see things. them in person. Yeah, yeah, those things are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. What was your first job? Um, I worked at a store called Initially Yours. It was a gift shop. Initially yours. That's what I, I know. Initially yours. That's right. It's what I did when my dad finally let me give up sounds uh, softball. Like, sounds like a breakup wait, store. Wait, wait. Like, it I'm, does. I'm initially yours, but well, it's not going to last. So you said yeah, it's a yeah. gift shop. But, it sounds like it should be like a trade-in clothing shop. Like, it, this it was initially yours. Right? Now so, it's not <laughs> anymore. Well, here's the pun. The pun okay. is, if it's uh, if it stood still long enough, we were going to put your initials on it. I was about it. to say, I okay. bet yeah. it was oh, like yeah. okay. We monogrammed it okay. up, well, up in there. Yep. Oh, my word. Are aliens real? Um, Gotta be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's your go-to lazy dinner? Mm. We're asking a lot of food questions. We are. Uh, breakfast for dinner. Yeah, Brenner, we love it. It's just Brenner. breakfast all over the place uh, up Breakfast here. is the best meal of hey, the day. We, we do that at least once a week. Yes. It's like, oh, what are we going to cook tonight? Oh, we just do it's some eggs breakfast. and bacon. Yes. Toast. <laughs> yes. All right, let's do it. I love it. It's the best. It's easy. You don't have to lay out anything. That's right. Um, okay. No. And you can eat it in the next morning. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, what's the fastest you've ever gone in a car? Okay, I heard Doug uh, Abernathy respond to this, <laughs> and I'm like, in a car? I will say the other day, I was not paying attention. I did not have my child in the car. <laughs> And I did look down, and I was like, oh, I'm going 85. I should probably slow down. And I was like, not 85. Not 85. Like, I don't know what happened. It happened so fast, literally. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How often do you floss? Um, every other day. Wow. That I is know. our first regular flosser. I know. My dentist said I, um, say, says that I have beautiful teeth. I was about to I. say, you get all the praise, don't you? I do. Unlike any of us. I do. <laughs> you're, you're the person that the dentist is like, finally, is what I've been waiting on. 
I know. Well, I got a I got a, a cavity about three years ago. Um, well, now the first I'm never time, flossing. For the first, well, no, for the first time, it was before <laughs> the habit really right. stuck. But I had not gotten a cavity in like 15 years, and the shame that I carry <laughs> from that—I mean, it was self infl I mean, I was like lashing my. They back really with, make you feel bad for oh it too. Word. I know it was all me though. What is your favorite novel to film adaptation? Okay, this That's is a great, great this question. is a great question. And I'm gonna I'm gonna to I'm gonna pivot Jonathan. a little bit it's because brilliant. I'm not hundred percent sure uh um like what my true answer is, but I'm gonna change that question a little bit. What do you think is the most uh uh accurate okay. uh book to film adaptation? And this is random, but I'm gonna say it's Catching Fire, the second book in the uh Hunger Games series. I watched that movie and I was like, yes, this is exactly how they describe it. Yes, this is exactly what happened. It was the first time I was like, well, I think they kind of got that one right. Yeah, yeah. So weird, but yeah, I love that. One of my favorites is No Country for Old Men, Cormac McCarthy. I that feel like you read that book? Yes. Nice. Mm. I just, I, I've read a few Cormac McCarthy novels, uh, and but that one is just, it because the dialogue it just shows up in the film exactly yeah. the way it is in the book. And it's the lack really of Javier cool. Bardem's dialogue. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so scary. It's so great. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> what never fails to make you laugh? Um, my son saying, ka-chow. <laughs> is that bad. like a Lightning McQueen Oh, reference? yeah. Lightning okay. McQueen. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. It's the best. It's the oh. best. Have you ever won a contest? Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I have. I have. And this is the first. Jeez. <laughs> what a so, it sounds like a terrible contest. I know, right? I know. I'm like, what well, is it? Well, I got a ribbon uh, at the National Peanut Festival. Uh, oh, is that an, that's an enterprise, it, it's right? It's a Dothan. Yeah. I what think I actually went with your wife, for? maybe. Um, what was the ribbon for? It was a, um, a greased pig contest. <laughs> You had, to grease, you, you had to grease the pig? No, you, you don't grease the pig. The pig's already greased. And basically, you have to catch it, right? you have to catch it and drag oh, it across the line. Oh, okay. But yeah, that, that did go in my favor. <laughs> how, how big are the pigs? They're like piglets. They're not very big. Oh, I mean, because you're not very big when you're doing it. I was probably in middle school. And those bad boys are heavy. So they were tiny. They were tiny piggies. They were moving fast. I recently heard about this thing where people go swimming with the pigs. Have you heard of I've this? I've done that. I've done it I, in real life. Done this? I've literally done it, you all. Wait, so pigs swim. They no, you don't want to swim with them because their legs are so strong and they are very mean pigs. That's what the that's what the little clickbait doesn't tell you how mean <laughs> those pigs are because they know you have where food. did you do this in the exumas bahamas so i have um a kind friend that took me on vacation with her family uh to the bahamas we call it the vacation in a screensaver because i've never felt more like beyonce <laughs> in my entire life it's gorgeous oh, we were on a yacht and you swam wow you were on and a yacht i was on a real yacht oh did you goodness. know that boats have electricity because that was the first time i'd ever heard of it <laughs> seriously ask my friend I, I walked in and I was like, how are these lights working? Um, but yeah, so I, those pigs are, are cute, but they don't want you next to their babies and they do want your food and their legs are very powerful. So you don't want to get actually close to them because they'll kick you and like you want to keep your ankles intact. So I had no idea that that was going to come out when I made that comment. Healthy fear. There, there you thing. go. Do you have any tattoos? I don't have any tattoos. I think about it all the time, but I'll never actually do it. My favorite uh, concert or favorite artist you've seen in it live before? Mm, Young the Giant is so good every time. I've seen him like six times. Are they still, are they, 
Is that still a band? Yeah, like, still a band. They're actually coming to Avondale, and I have not gotten tickets, and they're probably a, sold out. There's a lot of shows coming to Avondale. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. it's like a good, it's a decent venue, but it's no, I don't know, I don't love it as much as other people love it, but yeah. it's in the summer, and I don't, I try to stay uh, indoors, <laughs> Yeah, like at all costs in all the right. summer, so. I only have two left. Uh, okay. okay. All right. What was your last impulse buy? Um, my last impulse buy, the tennis shoes that I purchased yesterday. <laughs> Just yeah, yesterday. I, I need them, but they were a little bit more expensive than I was wanting to. <laughs> What's your go-to karaoke song? Um, uh, uh, I have two. And uh, the first one is a group number to Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Yep. I love that song so much. And the second one that I've done a couple times in my life, and so I feel like that warrants a uh, go-to is Poker Face by <laughs> Lady Gaga. And because I can't sing at all, I'm really bad. But if you let me harmonize with two other ladies to hold on, or if you let me just say, my, 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 you know, like, that's pretty much all. I think we need I to cue up some, like some Poker Face. You can, oh, you know what you the, can do you on can Apple Music? Out Did now you know you can do this? <laughs> what? Do you have Apple Music or Spotify? Yeah, I have Spotify. Okay, so I have both. Oh, my gosh. And if, uh, with Apple Music now, you can take the vocals out. Oh, of every song. You can turn is, them all into karaoke. Let me that's see if terrifying, I can get this but also work. so fun. So where do you do it with this little? I've never done it before. So, so pull okay, it up got in it. the I lyrics see, okay. view. Yeah. Pull it down. And you can turn around and she can see the lyrics. Oh, I don't need the lyrics. I'm just kidding. Uh, how bad are these lyrics? Um, <laughs> Uh, there, there, it, there's a lot of implied things. She's got to love nobody. I'm gonna hate myself later. When I'm <laughs> no, it's the beginning. Poker that's face. easy. Yeah, John Mark, it's the beginning. Wait, but here he goes. My poker face, po po poker face. Yeah. Pa 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 poker face. Honestly, I mean. Uh, a friend of mine once told me that, that karaoke cool? in the middle of the day is like her idea of torture. And she, honestly, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. I mean, it has to be dark and, and, uh, uh foggy. Loud and yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, my last question, it's not really a, necessarily a fun one, but yeah. if you could have three people from anywhere in history, you're, you're going to have, have a dinner party. Okay. Oh, and you're going to yes. invite three people. Okay. Anyone from history, let's exclude Jesus or or the Bible, I feel like cool. all the Christians that come in here feel guilty yeah. that they don't say Jesus. So, no, so no. any anyone from history, dead or alive, doesn't matter. Well, I feel like I don't mm. have to. So for me, I feel like I don't have to say Jesus. I'm going to get that eventually. Right. Yeah, we we talk all the so, time. So I want to pick the heathens. Right. right. We talk all the time. <laughs> right. yeah. Exactly. All sense. the sinners. That makes sense. Um, okay, I think that my first pick would be Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm so- Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know- okay. It. Listen, no, I, I, I mean, he's a great actor, but I don't I, know if I want to have dinner. No, I want to know everything about him. Uh, I love Tom Cruise so much. I know it is I mean, a divisive lo- topic. No, I love him as a, <laughs> gosh, that's just, okay. It's just the first, right. it's the first most interesting person I could think okay, of because okay. he does so much and, uh, <laughs> I, I love it's him so connected. much. Uh, okay, so let's do Tom Cruise. Let's do. Oh gosh, oh gosh. So Tom Cruise uh, and no one. Tom Cruise and Tom me. Cruise. <laughs> Tommy and me. Here we are. Happened um, really fast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And. And, and, 
And uh, can they be fictional? Sure. Uh, 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 well, the real man's name is Sam Neill, but he's Dr. Uh, Seuss. No, no. God, get sorry, that guy I don't know here. Dr. Seuss's uh, real name. Uh, <laughs> that's Theodore Geisel. Sorry, I didn't know his name. Um, I knew it wasn't Dr. Seuss. Uh, uh, his name is Sam Neill. He played Dr. Uh, Dr. Grant in the Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, just yeah. want to pick his brain. Pick his fictional the, brain. The character. The character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really want to meet a paleontologist in real life because I'm obsessed with dinosaurs. And if I had a different brain and a different uh, skill set, like head to toe, I would definitely want to be a paleontologist. So Dr. Grant over Ross from Dr. Friends. Alan Grant. There it is. Over, yeah, yeah. I was never into Friends. There you go. I, I know it enough to know what pivot is a <laughs> cultural moment, <laughs> but... But yeah, Dr. Alan Grant, fictional character, Tom Cruise, and uh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. <laughs> like Kristen, Kristen Wiig is going to look fit. at you like, how did these other two people end <laughs> Kristen up? Kristen Wiig doesn't fit, but <laughs> it's fine. She makes. Just me don't laugh. let Tom Cruise talk you into any Scientology. All right. I nah. Really, I, yeah. I, w- I would let him talk me into jumping out of a plane, though. He's the only person I would jump out of a plane with. Um, and that sounds weird, but I just saw him do it with uh, James Corden. I watched him do it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, he's and crazy. And James Corden was so scared and tom cruise was so have you not scared. have you seen that uh that clip that he did to help promote the next i think it's the next mission impossible movie and he's i hope they never they're end. in the air on a plane and he's like strapped in but he's like standing on the plane uh, and he's doing the whole yes he's, he's got like a microphone and oh gosh it's so exciting <laughs> he's so I, crazy i have already watched he's so crazy a 15 minute video about how they do one of their stunts for the movie that i don't even know when it's coming out but i hope mission impossibles and top gun well actually no I think Top I don't want Gun, anybody to mess with Top done, Gun, but but mm. the Mission Impossible. I know there's definitely the new, the one that comes out this year, and yes. then there may be another one. I hope so. Good gravy. He's I, great. I want him jumping out of planes until he. I, I mean, I don't want him to die painfully. until his shoot don't open. Yeah, I think I mean, he's trying to kill himself. I, I, I just honestly. there's so much, but Mission Impossible and um, like. I just I'm a I'm obsessed with them. I just because I don't understand him, we could not be more different in terms of things that scare us. Uh, but I just, I love Tom Cruise. I just, he's think wild. I'll, I could, yeah, I don't know. I just could watch him. He's a great actor. We, we have somehow I will give you that. Okay. stumbled I, into. I, I'm going to take Kristen Wiig out. Deep okay. love Kristen Wiig is right. out and Stanley Tucci is in only because he would, he's just, I'm reading or I'm listening to his book right now and it makes me want to uh, eat everything so, Italian. So he's in, have you Kristen seen, Wiig's out. So this week I watched this movie that he, uh co-directed hmm. called uh, Big Night. Big I'm Night. I'm pretty sure Stanley Tucci's from the 90s. It is on, what did I watch it on? Maybe he'll come to it in the book. I watched it on something, but it's about a restaurant. They they play, Yes, it's, yes. It's okay. the 50s. They, they're mm-hmm. Italian immigrants, okay. and yes. they own a restaurant, and it's just called that, Big Night. Okay, so in the book, he says that that was kind yeah, of, he I mean, he, that he grew up with, um, with in it. like, incredible, like, in this incredible Italian family that always ate delicious things anyway, but he said he really started to fall in love with food when he was doing that movie because it just like sparked a love of like cooking and and pairing like you know wines with foods and like you know I don't, all these like food is a way of life and a, like yes. a technique and stuff and people will come up to him all the time and be like like that was like a pivotal moment for me so yeah he did actually just talk about that in the book it may be on hulu maybe i watched it on hulu everyone mm-hmm. should go watch that movie it is really good well, okay, Annabeth, <laughs> you survived the lightning rounds. We are so far off the rails. Woo. Woo. My word. 
Shouldn't have let JM ask that last question. So good. We were I thought it was going to be a downer. It ended up. Yeah. Ah! Okay. Stanley Tucci, right. Tom no. Cruise, and uh, Dr. Alan Grant. No, that was everything that I expected it to be <laughs> and more. All right. Man. Well, to bring this thing home, let's let's get. So we got you and David. Y'all mm-hmm. met at Samford. Yes. When and how does he propose? He did a good job because I didn't think he was going to even remotely ask me until the summer. And he jumped the gun and went for the fall. And so it really was a surprise. Um and I was living in the city federal building downtown at the time, um, and he got access to the roof of that building, nice. and there were lots of lies uh, involved, nice <laughs> lies. Um, but somehow, and I really, I was like, oh, this is cool. We're getting to see the penthouse or whatever. And, and right on top where the red letters are of the city federal building, um, he proposed like right cool. it was very scary up there because it is very high um and i did not know what was happening until i was like oh my god i actually thought a friend of ours was having a romantic moment with her boyfriend and we were just like stumbling upon it and i was like take we need to go <laughs> like and he was just like and uh, and then i was like oh okay and then we had a party and it was great um yeah and we got married at sanford just uh putting the nice cherry on top of that cliche <laughs> love it um but yeah, so that was quite a shock, but a good good memories. And memories. so y'all got married in what year was that? 2014. 2014. November 1st, 2014. So at what point do yeah. y'all show up at Shades? Okay, great question. We actually were talking about this the other day, and it was so funny. Um, so when we were getting married, we um, Jules Huff was uh, in my connections group at Sanford, so I yeah. knew her as baby Jules Huff. Um, and she played violin in our wedding. And I was meeting with her at Seeds to go over wedding music, and I asked her um, where she went to church, and she said, just over here, pointed to the building, and I was like, how about that? And David and I, you know, we knew we weren't probably going to raise our children Catholic. Um, He wasn't really into it, and I definitely didn't want to go to the Baptist church. Um, Is that what he he had grown up in? Yeah, so he was Southern Baptist, and that sounded more negative than I really meant it. We just knew we wanted to kind of forge our own. Sure path um from our upbringings and we were looking for something that uh would satisfy us both and kind of um but where where are you gonna find something that like has these evangelical vibes and also maybe some liturgical things thrown in there absolutely it was so true (laughs) and we two two sundays before we got married we uh came to shades and we were like well that's pretty cool it's very nice um and it was just really relaxed because both of us had kind of grown up in um kind of just I don't know. It was just more a little, formal. A little more formal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so we really liked it. And then I came back the next week uh, by myself. Uh, and the only seat was on the front row. And it was Body Life Sunday. <laughs> uh, I was varscard. I had no idea what was going on. That's um, but anyway, so we ended up like going to Shades and so the other so, day. So did you run into Ashley okay, in one here, of those first times? Here's, here's the deal. So when Ashley and John Mark, when you guys had gotten engaged, I guess, because I'd followed her on social or, um, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Instagram was not a thing. On Facebook, I was like, oh, look, Ashley's getting married to a guy with long hair. That's <laughs> cool. You're, uh, look back at your engagement photos sometimes. It's just funny because oh, yeah, you guys hilarious. are very edgy and like, you know, you're like oh, yeah. in the street. We're trying to like, be way too cool. It's yeah, so funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. So I was like, oh, look at, look at that. Because yeah. so, I knew she had moved to Birmingham. Um, but we just hadn't talked in several years. So I think by the, in between time zones or not time zones, but time frames, it was like 10 years or so. Um, and then the first Sunday here, I look up and I'm like, how is that guy familiar to me? <laughs> how I was like, I've never met him before in my life, That's but I know his guy face from the photos. From the photos. He was in the road. And then it just, it clicked. And I was like, oh my gosh, like 
this is Ashley's husband. Um, and so then the next Sunday I was by myself post body life. So I was a little shook up and somebody taps me on my, um, shoulder and I turn around and it's Ashley. I was like, Oh my gosh. So we just have this kind of reunion. It's very fun. Um, and I was like, I'm actually getting married this Saturday, but when I'm back from my honeymoon, like let's catch up. She's like, Oh yeah, definitely. So Sunday come or Saturday comes get married Sunday. We head to the Dominican Republic as fresh little baby newlyweds, and we get to the resort. We, you know, we check in, we put our bags down, and we start to walk around the pool, and I see that random guy from Shades Valley Community Church <laughs> walking around the pool, and I was, I just grabbed David's hand, and I was like, oh, my God. So weird. Oh, my God. And then as so I saw crazy. you. This is how hardcore we pursue new people. <laughs> right. <laughs> to the tropics. To the tropics. That's so funny. It was, gosh. And then I saw John Mark, and I was just like, and then I saw Ashley, and I just said, Ashley. Yeah, and Ashley turned around and was like, Annabeth. And then, like, uh, it took her a second, because she was like, what? Oh, my gosh, what are you doing here? And then she paused, and she was like, are you on your honeymoon? <laughs> and I was just like, yep, I am. And so, anyway, but it was a lovely week. You guys were celebrating your fifth anniversary. Yeah, yeah it was before and we your, had kids, too, so it was yeah. like a baby moon for us. Because yes. we, we, Moses then came along, along in February, so yeah. it wasn't, yeah, it was a few months And later, I knew about so. that, yeah, and then, I mean, but we yeah. just had a lovely, I mean, we played cards. Yeah. We, we, we floated in out. the pool. We went to, like, the shows and stuff. Yes, and the shows. So funny. It's just such a random little, so thanks, excellent Putakana. That's right. For bringing back some new and old friends. Oh, I just, yeah. I will never forget the weirdness of being like, oh my gosh. <laughs> How did we get here? I mean, at this point, we'd even like, it's an hour and a half from the even the airport. Like, right. what are we doing? And it was just so funny. So yeah. it was meant to be. Oh, Shades was Lord. meant to be. So, so you get back from the honeymoon yeah. and you and David just started coming. Y'all never visited anywhere else? We never, I mean, we never visited anywhere else. We um, tried, um... We, we did Redeemer, and, and I will say while we were engaged, David was living in Nashville, and I was in Birmingham, so I thought that we would just move to Nashville, but his job, he ended up not liking his job in Nashville and moving back to Birmingham, so Thank luckily I never moved anywhere because um, I was uh, getting my master's while he was, or while we were engaged, and um, yeah, so it just nowhere else kind of fit. We tried Presbyterian, which was great because it hit, um, or some Presbyterian churches hit the liturgy yeah. um, area for me, which was really nice. I love... Um, you know, um, confessions of faith and all. I like the reciting things as a group. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. I like that kind of bonded feeling in that. Um, so Presbyterian checked that box for me. Um, but yeah, just nothing really, we never felt super welcome. Um, and so we came to shades and we just never went. So we, and then since we've been here, we've done, we did youth group for like five yeah. years. Yeah. That was a rock long time. star youth volunteers. Yes. That's that right. was, uh, uh, humbling. <laughs> youth ministry is so humbling but now yes. i mean like we look at all these cool kids who are like in college and have graduated from college and just living their lives and i was like look at that we had a we shared a few years there together so yeah and, and now you're the head of the greeter team that's right you know what greetings to you and you <laughs> it's just, yeah i mean the greeting uh it's very rigorous training it's very exclusive group right. it's basically like the fbi yeah. um We've got special jackets in the works, so. Hey, I I actually this this is funny. Let me see if I can find this yeah. really quick. I uh, I read a quote today that I thought would, you know, I know Resonate. I know you're I know you're joking, but I thought it would. Uh, no, I love the idea of greeting someone. Yeah, you know? I thought it would it's resonate. Scripture says more about how to greet people than it does about how to have a quiet time. Heck yeah. Wow. <laughs> there you go. There are whole chapters of the New Testament 
dedicated to greeting people. I re- I memorized all this. <laughs> that was a requirement. <laughs> I know. That was a requirement. I know. Please. Yeah, there is, a, there is a test. We yeah. smile test. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just this past Sunday, um, my son, who's now old enough to be like in the preschool um, uh, classes, which is just horrifying, but also so fun. Um, he was just handing out uh, uh, bulletins to folks. And at one point he was just like, everybody needs one. <laughs> everybody needs It's funny to see like who takes the bulletin, who's welcome to the bulletins and who's not. Um, uh, Jeff Stalkup always looks at me when I try to give him one. He goes, I'm trying to quit. <laughs> That's great. And then, you know, so. And then yeah, Jeff wonders you. why he doesn't know know what's coming up or what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. And, and even uh, Bill Ferris is like, no, I just never get one. <laughs> he, and uh, you try Sounds to give me, like, right. I never get one. And I'm like, Sounds you know what? Right. So, yeah. Why? Why get one when you're not going to read it? Actually, I only really read the bulletins when I am greeting because I've got like a stack of them in my hands. So you guys do a great job with that. That's that's John Mark. It's all me. Yeah, that's it's John good stuff. Mark. So good stuff. thanks for making him feel like his work is, <laughs> Thank you. is meaningful. All that time. It's true. It takes like 45 <laughs> minutes to print them off. I bet. I bet. You could probably do 25 less. Oh, my Okay. Word. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I'll start doing like 85 or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. Just do a few less because there aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Do 85 yeah. to start. And I'll, I'll give you some feedback next time. Well, okay. you mentioned your son. Yeah. Felix. Felix. How old is Felix now? Felix is two and some change, so he is a little Christmas Eve baby. Um, but man, he's great. He's two, and two is two is weird. <laughs> two is super weird. It's like I go. He's so sweet, and then so sour. Like he does the kachow one minute, and then the next one, he's just like, "No, mama," or he's like busting around our cat. <laughs> like he's just like, "No, Tito," and I'm like, "Tito's not doing anything, man. Like get off his back." Um. But yeah, two, and he's just, so, I don't know. I, I feel like we're to that place where we say what all parents say, which is, he's just really smart. Like, have you ever met a parent that's just like, he's a real dum-dum, you know? Like, yeah. he just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, well. Like, when's the last time, I would like when, somebody when, to say that. When you have multiples, and then you have comparison sticks. And yeah. It, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm uh, going to plead the Don't fifth. get too real, Jonathan. Don't fifth. get too real. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I'm just kidding. But yeah, he's really smart, and he's so cute. He looks just like David Reese. I bet it's. Just, I think it would probably just be real weird for my in-laws to hold, like, to hold him <laughs> and be like, "This is my son, thirty something <laughs> years in reverse." I think it'll be. I hope that I get to experience that sensation one day, of like, hopefully, I'll hold you again as you know your children's child, which is just. I'm spiraling butterflies <laughs> in the sky, you know, like, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night. Will my grandchildren look just like my child right now? Well, and you do lead a community group. The um, you and David the Super Bowl group. of community groups. Right. We're basically a football team, an NFL team. Yes. It's good. It's oh good. my word! Yeah, how many Bluff people Park. were at your house last time? Y'all, so honestly, it, I don't it's know. Called, it's what, what's it what's is the, the name bl- of it? It's the, the Bluff, Bluff Park, Park Community Group. Okay, it is the greatest group of people ever. Um, a lot of us have been together since the Pepin's era. Oh wow! That's really yeah. when it started. Several um, years. Yeah, like the um, Doug pre Ashley, uh, the Pepins, <laughs> uh, the Nichols, and the Ford family were pregnant with their first at that time. Oh, um, wow! And since then, we are just fruitful and multiplying over there. Um, yeah, the uh, 
primos just I don't it's just it has grown over the years we've because we've grown so much we've gone to the church for a season we met at a home for a season and right now we were uh trying to figure out what we were going to do study wise because we really do want to get into that eventually but um all of us looked at each other and we're like it's all we can do to be here. <laughs> <laughs> just getting here. Yeah, just getting enough. here is enough. And so we're just in, we're just calling it intentional fellowship uh, once a month at our house. But yeah, so we moved into a new house in Bluff Park um, this past summer, and we are just filling it to the brim with That's folks awesome. once a month. It really That's is great. so fun. Um, uh, it's a lot of kids. Yeah. But it's, aw- it's awesome because we just let them kind of – my cats hate it. My cats are – you know, they're like, here's our day of torture. Um, but they're they're great. And I, I and I think over um, the past couple months, too, it's been cold and dark. So when we can play outside, uh, when they come, it's going to be great. But, yeah, we're just, we're meeting and we're eating a group meal, which there's something so sweet about, like, everybody just bringing, like, something and then just having a feast yeah. with your best friends once a month. That's cool. Um, and, yeah, I just look at Evie Primo and I'm like, do you have my child? And she's like, I got him. And I'm like. I'm not going to think about right, him for yeah, the I'm good. <laughs> so I just need one older child to know, to like have eyes on my child. I love being at this age though, because where I, I can like entrust him to an older kid, which is really yeah. cool. So, yeah. So it is the football team that it's, is the Bluff Park. It's crazy church. how many people we have that live in Bluff Park. A lot. There's yeah. a yeah. lot of mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Hoover and Bluff Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. We actually don't live far from you. So you guys should I know. come by. We'll let you know, know when the next one's happening. Okay. We'll do. It's a good time. For sure. Oh, man. Well, Annabeth, we could sit here and talk for I know. ever. This, this has been so much fun. We've got to get you back in the booth again. I, I'd love to come. I'm into it. Instead this of real booth. It's not we, figurative booth. It's a we, real booth. We do have one more surprise. Tom Cruise. Everybody. Ah! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man, if I'd have known Cruise was going to be that big of a deal, I would have uh, like, gone and bought a poster or something. Your teeth are so beautiful even in real life, Mr. Cruise. <laughs> Okay, do me a favor. Can you just take a lap right, around well, the church? So, favorite Tom Cruise movie then? Oh, um, gosh. Um, Top Gun? Maverick? I, okay, honestly, I think Top Gun Maverick might be one of the most perfect movies. It took you it, low to bring amazing. you high. Took you low again, then brought you high. It had just the right amount of nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, there were uh, people playing very unrealistic beach activities in their blue jeans. Yeah, they're playing a double, like, double football. Yes. It makes no sense Yeah, I, grown that up. That scene makes no sense. And <laughs> the plot made sense, kind of. Yeah. Whereas that was what the first one was lacking. I mean, I right. never who, who the, I never knew who the enemy was in the first one. And yeah. I, it just never made sense to me. But yeah. honestly, Top Gun Maverick is an exceptional film. I think that out of the Mission Impossible movies, I think that... I did really like Ghost Protocol, but mm-hmm. I think I've got to give an honorable mention to uh, Mission Impossible Two, where uh, the fr- you know the first scene is where he's climbing like free climbing, mm-hmm. like an idiot up the side, and it's just and he's like swings and his hair's long. I just I feel like I've. <laughs> I measure my life in the Tom Cruise movies that I see. Like, oh, that was, you know, how old were you? Oh, I don't know. Tom Cruise had, I, it was Mission Impossible I, I feel like we're going to have to get David in here to console right. him or right. something. I, I, he, he, he will go, he's been with me to the movie. He doesn't like Tom Cruise. Yeah. He's, he, he's like the biggest movie star ever. David, yeah. David like would freak out just as hard if Tom Cruise walked <laughs> in. I, oh, I would. Oh, I, I would love to see my husband out. freak out. I, on he's so. It's so chill. He's so chill. He would probably just like. Smiles. He would just soft smile at him and just be like, "Hello, it's nice to meet you." <laughs> and I would be like, 
oh, like surprise party Sue, Kristen Wiig, shout out, uh, you know, in that SNL when she's just oh. like, I'm so freaking excited. Oh, right. and, uh, oh, that is how I feel about Tom Cruise. Well. He's a cultural icon. Shades Valley. It's true. You you heard it here. <laughs> if you have any questions <laughs> Tom for Cruise Annabeth related. Reese about Tom Cruise. Last or Samurai. About being movie. a librarian. <laughs> about the library system. About how Tom Cruise and the library intersect. <laughs> Please email us midweek at shadesvalley.org because as Brad would love for you to be reminded here at Midweek.